0: In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Welcome to the third edition of Destination Delicious. Today, we're talking gumbo, and in the studio with me, I have Kelly English, chef-owner at the second line and Restaurant Iris, and Tim Bednarski, who has Elwood Shack and the recently opened Elwood Shells. Both of these guys make a good gumbo, and we have a lot to talk about because gumbo is so many different things. We, In fact, we've already said we're not even going to stick to gumbo. We're probably going to talk about jambalaya and who knows what else. First, let's start with the, the one thing that always gets me. You have three ways to thicken it, right? Everybody? Hey, 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 Kelly, say hi so they'll know hi, your voice. Hi, how are
1: you? I'm fine,
0: thank you. Tim, say hello.
1: Howdy, Memphis.
0: So when you hear that voice, you're talking to Tim, your other voice, you're, you're hearing Kelly. All right, we have rue, we have gumbo, I mean, we have okra, which is, in fact.
2: The, that I mean, gumbo means okra.
0: Right. The, and we'll give that's that the, the
2: in African, African word mm-hmm.
0: was, engumbo, which was shortened to gumbo. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, which meant okra, and that was in the early days, at least, was the key. I mean, that was always in gumbo from what I've read. Correct. Now, but then we also have filet, which I love. And I know a lot of people don't. I know you use it. I know you add it.
2: I I sprinkle it at the table because that's what my mom's family did. Yeah, see,
0: my mom hates it. So if I make a gumbo, I can't put filet in it because she can't stand the flavor of it. I think it's fantastic.
2: I actually cook it in the gumbo, and then we f- finish it with on, sprinkle sprinkle on top. It also, at when we yeah. serve it as well. So my mother would always, uh, she'd put it on the table like a salt cellar, and you use the back of your spoon. I, it's something I'll never forget about my grandmother and my mom. My, my, my mom's still around. Um, but um, it, it's a, it was a very specific thing we did at home. With with filet,
0: you know, we did that once. You showed me how she did that, and when you say the back of your spoon, he means like the you know the end where you hold it. You mm-hmm. just take that end, flip it upside up down, and and flip and it.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. wow. awesome.
0: Well, it it is a real distinctive flavor, and it, where it comes from, where filet comes from, is the uh, it comes from the leaf of the sassafras currently tree bush, right? Currently, because y- y'all were just telling me something. I didn't know. Even though I did think it came from the root and was corrected a few years ago, realized it came from the leaf, Tim was just saying, Kelly was just saying, uh, the root is poisonous, right?
2: Correct. The root and the bark. If if, in a a big enough um, uh, uh, dose. You know, we love to use roots in Louisiana. We got chicory in our coffee, which is the root of the endive. And um, there's nothing that people don't throw away down there.
0: Okay. So, but... How poisonous is it? Because, Tim, you said your grandmother used to make root beer.
1: Correct. She used to make a, actually, in a little galvanized pot. I remember it as a kid, but make fresh root beer with it. I wish, I still had the ingredients, but I know that she put sassafras in it when she made it. Then you're still here. No. and, and No, yeah, you're yes, still here. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm still So here. it can't be that poisonous. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering how Maybe poisonous. Maybe an
2: upset tummy. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I don't what, know, but I mean, it could I'm be sure worse. if you took it in a gigantic I mean, dose. Nutmeg is poisonous in, right. in enough doses. Um, it's a it's a hallucinogen And Malcolm X used to take it in prison Really? Yeah, it's true Well,
0: you know, hot peppers will make you hallucinate too I, I like, think I've been there yeah, Have you? Have you really?
2: <laughs> I eat them every day Has that ever <laughs>
0: happened to you? You've hallucinated from peppers? Uh,
2: I, I had uh, a very intense meal at a Szechuan restaurant in Atlanta um, Where uh, I think I sweat my entire body weight out But yeah, you can. You, I'm sure that there's a hallucinogen in capsaicin
0: So you actually sweat from spicy food? Oh my gosh Do you?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. He, I eat spicy food Never, meal. I, was I swear it lowers my blood bu- pressure. It doesn't blood normally pressure. Happen, but I was just – I was dripping.
0: I, I have never had – I've never broken out in a sweat from hot food, and I'll eat it really spicy. And I didn't – I even thought it was just kind of like, you know, an old wife's tale. And then I, you know, last year when we had Hattie B's chicken and I'd, we turned the video camera on our videographer who was eating it, and he he was literally just <laughs> – dri- I mean, he was drowning. Well, it, because of the chicken being so hot. At
2: that dinner, this is kind of a funny story. At that dinner, we were having way off topic. But Sour. I had a friend that was across the table from me. And he was talking to me. And um, it w- we were all just, we were trying to just make it through the dinner. And he was talking. And a piece of rice flew out of his mouth into my hair. <laughs> and I looked at him. And I said, did you just spit rice in my hair? And he said, yes. And I said, okay. And we just kept going. <laughs> we could just stayed there. <laughs> were you, was it Thai chilies? No, no, no. It was Szechuan peppercorns. Wow.
0: Yep. Well, the... Anyway, we are off topic, but it's fun because it's all food and it's all the same sort of thing. Now, gumbo is spicy. It's not hot. People will use those words interchangeably. When we talk about spicy, people think you mean fiery sometimes. And, of course, that's not the case. I
2: think my opinion um, and, and a lot of people that, that make renditions of uh, – I think the, the, the easiest rule is like the further away you get from New Orleans, for the most part, the, the less authentic – food gets and 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 that might be true for any food i think the further you get away from memphis their barbecue if you try to do memphis barbecue it's not quite as authentic but i i think and and i think you do this very well too um is if someone says if someone describes a dish that we made at the second line as spicy to be the first thing they say then we've done our job wrong because it's not it's not like this this mouth on fire thing that you run into down there it's it's flavorful and there is a spice to it but spice isn't the first thing that comes to mind when you you have really good food in Louisiana and it could be gumbo jambalaya etouffee any of it.
0: Well I agree with you on the whole sentiment of what you said, but I think maybe what they're doing is using their word wrong. It's not that you're doing your job wrong, because I don't think that spicy means the same thing as hot. You can have cinnamon, and you can have cumin, and you can have you know Certainly. you can have all kinds of spices that aren't um, that they may be warm or they may be they may be fresh and bright. You know, herbs we think of. I mean, if we do, we can call it mint. I mean, it's an herb, but it's still you use it to spice your food. You wouldn't call it hot, sure. So you know what I'm. I'm saying. talking
2: about dumping a whole bottle of Tabasco in everything you cook. Oh, that's well, just yeah. not the. That's just not accurate.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, real quick, then, while we're on that, Tabasco or Louisiana hot sauce?
1: Um, I use Tabasco in mine and almost all of our recipes.
2: I, I'm I'm very specific. I I like Tabasco as an ingredient. I like uh, crystal as a condiment, and I like Louisiana as an additive to at the table of on like gumbo's or uh, red beans and rice. So I think that Tabasco has the highest vinegar content. Um, so I like to season food with it while I'm cooking it. But on a po' boy, I like crystal and Louisiana. I like to put on top of like liquidy things.
0: Well, that's real interesting. I do. I do the same without the crystal. Cook with the Tabasco. Use the Louisiana. As Crystals. whatever add-on, or if like if I put it in a, you know, if I'm making like white beans and ham, I'll add that after it's cooked.
2: Crystal is but. my comfort blanket.
0: No kidding, yeah, I love Crystal. it. Crystal, I'm gonna have to. I mean, I've had it, but I don't think of it. it you, Tim?
1: Um, I've had it many times. It's, uh, I, I know it's readily available all over Louisiana. Right. I know my sister has it in every cabinet in, in their house and used readily. I personally like Cholula hot sauce, but it's very I do similar. Too. I do too. It's my favorite, but I only, like you said, I only put Tabasco when I cook, and I
2: finish with Cholula when I eat but. it. But like so if you're making Mexican food Tabasco does not fit into that. No. No, not and, at all. And and I think that that there's definitely places that I like hot sauces from Louisiana in in my food that is indicative of Louisiana.
0: But see, when I get in, when I start thinking of Mexican food and a hot sauce, I think more of the Valentino or, or the Cholula. Mm, but mm,
2: a, I love Valentino I do too, <laughs> yeah,
0: because that means there's a Michelada coming up. <laughs> if, if it's around my house, that's what's happening, and I love Micheladas, which could not be further from gumbo. This is so much fun. But let's back to gumbo. The three thickeners. All right, you have your filet, you have your gumbo, you have your you have roux. Okay, and Okra. Oh, oh, you're what just, it, you're just am, speaking just in an African saying, dialect. That's right. I'm yes, just yes, 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 yes. I'm just being authentic. That's all I'm doing. Right. All right. So, which one do you use? I use all three. You use all three. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I use I use roux and I use okra and I have filet at the table, so people can add the filet if they want, um, or at least at home. In the restaurant, I do not use filet.
0: So, can you cook gumbo without a roux, just thickening with filet? Will it thicken enough?
2: You, you, I'm sure, you could. But you, uh, the don't. the general rule is you got to use two of the three. mm Hmm. So you could use filé and okra.
1: I, I would. Th- I think it would not filé also use as substitute when okra is not available as a thickening. I've agent? heard
0: that that when it's when it seasonally it wasn't available. I mean when it wasn't growing that you would use filé.
1: Or basically poor man's gumbo if you can't afford okra or you don't have the ingredients. That I think that one of the reasons you can use it for a thickening agent. Well, yes, but that I guess I love the earthing flavor that you get out of it me that comes from similar like a truffle or mushroom.
0: Well you know, it also to me it gives a, for some reason what I pick up a lot is um time. I get a lot of time in um in philee hmm. and does well, it green. Yeah. It makes it green. Right. Well but it did, I don't you know I mean T H Y M E time. You know what yeah, yeah, okay. With you. Yeah all I'm right. I'm just you. making sure we know what I'm talking about. Um it it has a but it's kinda of dried time, which I don't generally like, but I do love philae. All right. The the roux. I like I say the darker the better.
2: I get it as dark, close to burnt as I can. That's chocolate. I'm, Same. Dark chocolate. Everybody yeah. here. And yeah, some
0: true. people like a now, lighter one, but
2: one thing I like to do, a lot of people put their Trinity Mm-hmm. Trinity is, is onions, bell peppers, and celery. We didn't have carrots in Louisiana, so or at least when the settlers got there, so they used bell peppers.
0: You, you did ha- oh, okay. I was going to say, you had carrots growing up in I Louisiana. I had carrots growing up. you did. But, but
2: yeah. when they got there, they, they didn't exist. Um, and uh, one thing that I like to do with my roux is I'll make a roux, and then I'll add my onions in only, and it'll take it to a whole other level of darkness very quickly.
0: So do you add your onions when you're stirring your roux, or when your when roux the is still When, I, when I find that the roux
2: is done and hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I do similar, but I do my celery, my onions, my bell peppers all in the roux. Together? You put Mm -hmm. it
0: in the Mm roux?
2: While it's cooking, you bring it up together?
1: As soon as my roux gets to the chocolate dark color that I'm looking for. You throw that in? Yeah. To stop the cooking process. I
2: do the same thing. I just start with onions and then I add in the the others later.
1: And then I I don't put the garlic in at that point. I agree It it stops the...
2: Garlic goes in right before you put liquid in.
1: Right. That's the same thing I do. And then I finish. I glaze it with white wine.
0: Oh, see, this is just funny to me because this was... I was reading something the other day about gumbo when I was... Thinking of what things we would talk about. In case we ran out of something to talk about in our podcast. And it was talking about how uh, men build a gumbo. Women just cook it. And and y'all are talking about this is the way you do it. Like you're building it up in these layers. Mm -hmm. So that is, in fact, kind of true and a little stereotypical, I think, of how... You know, men take over a grill, but gumbo so is. So we're of- officially
2: mansplaining gumbo here. I, I, I <laughs> agree. I
0: did not. I did not say that that's what you were doing, but I am going. I've got
1: a specific order; it's got to be done and, and followed, and it goes through each step when each ingredient goes in. Do yeah. you really? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I just. I do want to let everyone know, uh, Penny from Mardi Gras was going to be here today, so we could have a little female perspective on gumbo too. But she wasn't. She was now, to make it. So
2: let's be fair. Mm-hmm. I just try to make gumbo like my grandma.
0: Well. Don't we all want to cook like our grandma so
2: so i, I think that the female perspective is is uh is needed, and it, I bet
1: grandmother's is better than yours
0: but you damn right <laughs> damn right. <laughs> I don't don't be talking about my grandma now y'all know I'm gonna jump in there too I know that what you do about the rue though this is interesting and I only learned this a few years ago and it's not like I've made a ton of gumbo in my life because mm-hmm. I really do think it's kind of a thing that either hunters make more I mean you know, like this was duck gumbo we we're making duck gumbo
2: well and, and just to throw in there one interesting thing about Louisiana culture is that um you know going back through the times the the Cooking was not defined by gender. Like men cook in right. Louisiana at home. Like it wasn't. Men get home and cook, and I and and that was that's been the case for a long time.
0: Well,
1: one of my sisters. That that's the way. Her husband does most of the cooking, mm-hmm. and it's, that's for sure.
0: Well, all I'm telling you. I, I like to cook, okay. But if I ever get married again, I'm going that. That's the route I'm well, taking. And, uh, and women that? cook too. I'm not
2: saying women yeah. don't cook, but it's that's a share. That's not you know st- the stereotypical gender roles of women cooking at home throughout the times. It just wasn't the case.
0: Well, you know, a lot of it in in Southern culture was, of course, men were working in the fields, women were taking care of the house, and that included correct. Not, and I don't mean, just the house, but the smaller things around the house, the garden, maybe the chickens, things like that, but not the crops, and that included. Cooking that mm-hmm. was all closer to the house. Correct. I, I, I want to make a point before we get too far off topic about throwing. You get if you want your roux really dark, like you've talked about doing, like we all like to do, throwing something in at the end. What I throw in is a bag of frozen okra, and that you can take it. You can. You don't have to worry about it burning because you can take it as dark as you want it. And that second before it's too dark, it stops. You it. throw it in. Throw it in right away. That frozen uh, okra. And then you've got um, it'll stop it. Well, and so a, same thing y'all are doing. A
2: great roux hack at uh-huh. home or or in a restaurant is um, you can start your roux on the on the stove and then throw it in the oven, finish it. Uh, every thirty minutes, go in and stir it. It'll never stick. It'll never burn.
0: You mean just like in your in your Dutch oven? Yeah, you or, start it or point. And, and
2: then and then into your oven.
0: I've heard about people microwaving. Oh, Have you heard this? Blasphemy. Um, no. Don't think I try. They do. They microwave the flour first, and then you add the fat, and it's supposed to happen real quick. I've never done it. I've never. Really? Yeah, yeah. Now, I will tell you this, and, I mean, rest in peace, and the, and y'all know, we all uh, loved him and miss him, but, you know, Gary uh, Williams, Gary could cook a gumbo in 30 minutes. Really? Like, from From root to done. That's how he did it. How did he do that? It takes me 45 minutes me. just to do the roux. Well,
2: I'll tell you another another way to, to speed up the process is to have your stock hot when you add it into your roux. It'll it'll take a, And you know, a dark roux isn't like a blonde roux or or a or a light roux in that it won't take as long to cook into things. You've already cooked a lot of that flour out of there or the the starchiness of it. So, but I always have hot stock to put in there and it cuts the cooking time in half.
0: Well, that makes sense. So when you're putting stock in, what are you using? Are you using shrimp stock, chicken stock? I guess it depends I, on your gumbo, I right? use
2: chicken stock. I don't make a seafood gumbo. I, I use chicken and and on Dewey. I'll, I'll make a seafood gumbo at home every once in a while, and then I'll use tomatoes. But um, um, I, I, I'm chicken. You're, you're chicken? But my favorite is mm-hmm. wild duck and oyster. Oh, man, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yummy.
0: Well, that's interesting to hear you say that. And yes, that sounds good. And we'll talk about your oyster gumbo in just a second, Tim. But Kelly, I thought you—I thought you were against the mixing of the fowl and the, the and the seafood.
2: The, the one, the one that's exception. The, that's the exception. Yeah. Okay,
0: so and it sausage be, it, goes it's with wild either
2: wild duck, not not store bought duck.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a, hundred, it's a hunter's year. gumbo. Yeah. Right. So you've got the the sausage goes either way. You can put sausage in seafood, or you can put sausage in chicken gumbo, right? Correct. But
1: I put sausage in my seafood. Do.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people do because right. you are using Andui. Mm-hmm. You Monda. Okay, yeah, always. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I just wish those faces could come through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> well, course, what, I'm a purist. What, what is she <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Me I'm not here? angry with you. What is, <laughs> <laughs> what is this woman in my matching shirt asking me? <laughs> Kelly and I happen to be dressed alike today. we look, it was to- we look fantastic. We really do. I we wish do. I could see us, but it was totally accidental. The so you also do a. Fried oyster gumbo, Tim, Correct. that I recently had. Excellent, too. Tell me about that one. Um, I mean, our, actually, tell me how it differs from your regular gumbo, which I haven't had yet.
1: Um, it, we actually use the same gumbo base for okay. the, both the seafood gumbo and the fried oyster gumbo. But when we have a bowl of gumbo, we don't put the seafood in the gumbo and let it cook all day long. We actually cook each bowl of seafood gumbo to order. So that way that the, the fish is perfectly cooked. The shrimp's not overcooked. Then we add the crab meat, and then we add the, the gumbo to it. We do something similar with the fried oyster gumbo. But we'll just take a plain oyster, bread it in white cornmeal. When it comes out of the fryer, we'll put a little bit of our Cajun shake on it, and that will go on top of the gumbo. It's well, about that, as simple but, as it gets.
0: Well, that makes sense that you would. Of course, you couldn't keep seafood gumbo going all day. I never... You'd be
2: surprised how many people do it. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, you'd think things. the shrimp would just turn into little rubber they do. balls. Yeah.
2: I, I'm. I'm. I'm not a proponent of seafood gumbo.
0: Well, you mean in a restaurant? Correct. You'd be fine with it at home. Correct. So, yeah, they, yeah, that makes sense. I can see why that would be a, a hard thing to keep. Uh, because I mean, y'all probably it takes thirty
1: be... seconds to cook a shrimp, and if you right. if you don't, I mean, if you leave it on the line, it's going to be horrible
2: in fifteen minutes. And and there's way too many places that y- you end up with, you know, not the best seafood in it. Not not yours. Yeah. But, but um, oh, no, I agree. Um, That's you, why. I put or, it. or you end up with something like. Well, they had so they had some salmon they had to get rid of and it ends up in it. I just don't
0: Okay, now yeah. salmon gumbo, that, that's gross. Or
2: fi- fish in general.
0: But not uh, salmon. And we fish, were talking about bouillabaisse be, before we came on. Right.
2: Um that that would be a coubillon.
0: If you had what? A coumion if you had it. It would be it the, would be
2: it would be the the version of a ch- of a bouillabaisse. So well, basically, you're just doing the fish in the fish, oysters, shrimp, and a tomato sauce. Right?
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't following you. Uh, yeah, following I'm sorry. I'm jumping where around. You it's all right. I'm following you now. I just yeah. had to it's catch my up ADD for a second. My ADD is really it's coming just, out here. all right. I was, looking, I was looking to see this shiny objects, too, but we're we're okay now. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this, but we're not really going to go into it. It was just some uh, people saying that maybe uh, gumbo was based on, on the French bouillabaisse, but we don't believe it was, and nobody believes it was. That was it was just the how I'd never even heard it conjectured. before.
2: Gumbo was concocted by slaves that came from Africa. Correct. correct. It has nothing to do with France.
0: And and this there's no roux in bullion
2: either. Correct. No, yeah, it's just a right. broth.
0: No, it's thin, and it's got the bread yeah. on top and the roux. I mean, it's it's a very it's a very different thing. And not only gumbo. not
2: only did they bring that the, did they make gumbo but i mean the, the fact that we have rice in louisiana and 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 the south is because they they smuggled um rice in their hair when they were getting onto the ships, so they could they knew that they had ingredients they could work with it's it's kind of an amazing story
0: okay rice mm-hmm. rice and gumbo mm-hmm. most important part rice is mm-hmm. the most important part well no. one
1: of them you have to but i serve it on the side i don't put it in the gumbo
0: Agreed. I like that better. How do you do yours? I put mine in. Well, okay then. It's okay. I, I like your gumbo. <laughs> but
2: but I, I, think that, I think that rice is important. And, and it's when I walk into the kitchen in the morning, the first thing I do is I walk over and I taste the rice. And I think that if you can really impress somebody with how your rice tastes, the rest is going to be great. And too often rice is just steamed with just water and nobody's thought about putting salt or butter into it. And I think really delicious rice is important. I agree. I love
0: rice. I agree with that. But in my gumbo, what would make me happy is a mildly thick, not a not a gelatinous, but not a thin, because of what I'm getting ready to say next, gumbo, and in the center of it, a scoop of potato salad. My sister about? puts
1: it, potato salad in all her gumbo, and I think it's the craziest thing I've ever it seen. It is in so way.
0: delicious. It's, it's from
2: it's, it's from St Bernard, mm-hmm. St Bernard Parish, and they, they talk they talk like we call them yats. And where you at, and We put the we put the potato salad in the gumbo.
0: <laughs> I love that they do that. It, <laughs> Felicia does it here. Felicia Felicia Susanne's, does. Yeah. She's the only place that does it that I know of. Anybody else? of anyone here putting mm-hmm. potato salad in it?
2: Not. Nope.
0: Could you, if I came oh, ha- in, you yeah. have potato salad? I have
1: potato both salad. of you, I do. Um, I do at the shack, but I don't at Shell's.
0: Well, do you have gumbo at the shack?
1: Uh, we I, we have from time to time, not currently though.
0: Oh, we yeah. may down the road. You're yeah. going. You're yeah. gonna. Y'all gonna have to get with we, it on we, the potato we, I salad. I got potato salad. I, just, I see. You I, got you, I got you. I got All you. All right. Well, do you like I love a, it? Do
2: you like your potato salad chilled in your gumbo, or do you want it room temperature? What do you want?
0: Yeah, I would say probably. Well, I don't. You know, I hadn't thought about it. It would. It's going to warm up when it's in there. So, yeah, I don't want you serving me potato salad yeah. that's been sitting out all day. All day. So but you I'll also don't you, want it yeah. to make a gumbo cold. No, I don't. You're right. My sister but calls
1: I'm, it just right. She said, you, yeah. you either get a hot, cold, it, or just right. It's more of
0: a – yeah, it is more of a – no, I wouldn't want it hot, I don't think.
2: No, she. she hers is basically just above room temperature. Yeah. And you know, and, and gumbo is – if you go to somebody's house, that's the meal. It's not like a small – you have a right. uh, cup of soup.
0: Well, yes, yeah, because they've ar- been working is, on it for Do you hours. think that gumbo is a
1: soup? Oh, no. I mean, it's, not, it's an entree. I mean, and for my, my sister, come from my brother-in-law came from a very humble the beginning. They didn't have a lot of money. But like you said, the gumbo was the meal. That's the entree.
2: But but do, would you codify gumbo as a soup? I, I would. And, and, and I it respect is. people that, that disagree with me, too. First person oh, do you
0: really them. respect people who disagree with you? <laughs> do, we, do any of us really that much? Plenty of people
1: disagree with me about plenty of <laughs> no. things. I would, no. I would call gumbo its own entity. It's gumbo. It's a one of a kind. Uh, I think that's fair. I, I, I consider it
2: the most rustic version of, of any soup.
0: The thing is, soup is a meal because, frankly, it, it, let's call gumbo a stew then, because beef stew is a meal. What else are you eating but with Back beef in the day stew? when
2: people were making soups, it's not like they were... Soup was the meal. Sure.
0: Well... Soup is my meal a lot. Yeah, I mean, cook I, what I, you I, have. It's one of my favorite things in the world to eat. There's nothing wrong with saying soup is your meal, but but I do think gumbo is heartier, and I think it fits in more with like a with beef Pot stew, roast. with chili, that sort of thing. Sure. I mean, with something that is a you, you can get a cup of it if you want. Red beans and rice, for instance. Red beans and rice I'm should just be. A I meal. think it's
2: debatable. I think this is a debate that can be had.
0: Well, you it's could you could definitely start a meal with. A gumbo, particularly you know, a thinner one, which I like. A thinner gumbo. We have sell, we sell a cup one.
2: and we sell a bowl too. Right, mm-hmm.
0: and it, people have been doing. that I want people for to have years. what they want.
2: I'm not going to inflict my will on people. Oh. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, you-,
0: you don't. You never do. No, you're you're really just as as hospitable of a restaurateur as there could possibly be. Both of you are. I mean, you want to whatever anybody wants because it is, in fact, as you've told me many times, the hospitality business. Correct? That's what it is. If, if
1: we can do it, we'll, we'll do it.
0: Right. And and you should be able to get a bowl of, I mean, a cup of gumbo, but I could easily eat gumbo and call it a meal and done. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, And if you're doing it at home, it would almost it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Because who's going to serve an appetizer of gumbo when you've spent if you're if you're cooking this stuff at home, you spend hours doing it.
2: You well, you you and it wasn't cheap. Either. You you have that's uh, true. You have mothered that roux for sure.
0: You, you, have. you have. You have to. All right. So potato salad, yes or no for you two? Your sister, yes. Uh, no for me. You. I'm cool with it. You're all right with it.
2: Yeah. I, I have I'm tried
1: me- it and it was good though. I'm but equal opportunity that. starch. Yeah.
0: I like it because it kind of reminds me of, like with Indian food, just having a little bit of rata. You have a little something cool on the side. Right. So the the gumbo and a little, you know, it's a little bit spicy, but not hot, but a little spicy. You want the flavor. And then the cool bite of the potato salad, I love too. a ton
2: of green onions. Just give me a ton of oh, raw green too. onions on top. The green onions on anything. Too is great.
1: What, what do you call potato salad, though? Uh, what is all your ingredients that we put in it?
2: Uh, our potato salad, we do mayonnaise, Creole mustard, horseradish, and we do put green onions in it, and that's it. And potatoes. So you're more simplistic. And and new potatoes.
1: But like my potato salad I serve at the shack, I put eggs, celery, red onions, and it just doesn't seem to be the correct combination in my mind. But that's exactly how my sister makes her potato salad, simplistic. The potato is the star of it. Yeah. And the green onions. Yeah.
0: There's absolutely nothing wrong with what... Uh, there's no reason not to put an egg in potato salad for gumbo, because that's you what I'm You can't put an egg. You, you know, some
1: people do put an egg in gumbo, too. That's what I was going to say. crack an egg into do
0: you, it. Well, or they, they throw them in... They throw the eggs in the shell. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. They do this in, in Cajun country. They throw the eggs, like raw eggs, I mean, in a shell, put them down in the gumbo, let them cook for a few hours. And they got hard-boiled eggs out of it? Yeah, but... It seeps in through, the the flavor of the gumbo seeps in through the shell because they're in there. And the for, whole egg, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: I'm going to try that. Oh, oh, yeah. You be,
0: have you people ever been to this state called Louisiana? <laughs> Many I'm, <anytime laughs> I'm familiar with it. yeah I know you are. Yeah. no know, I learned this. This was just a uh, an odd tip that I picked up. This was some years ago. It was a food writer's trip through Louisiana. So we went, the, the Department of Tourism did it, and they took us through all these little places uh, out around Lafayette and down into New Orleans. And a guy in New Orleans who was from somewhere in Cajun country was the one telling us about that. And he did it, but he said... "Does the is- egg
1: take on the color of the gumbo through the shell? Yes. Really? No, I'll tell you, yes. nothing surprised because my though. people are crazy.
0: Yes, yeah. they are. They're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. You're, <laughs> you're right. That <laughs> Well, it's good crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no I love them. It, yeah. But they're too. crazy. I love them. Uh, and it. But... The egg that we had didn't because he was finishing the gumbo and he just said, I'm going to throw these in for 20 minutes. But if you cap them in for a couple of hours, they're going to they'll be really hard cooked. So they got to be overcooked. They are overcooked. Yeah. yeah but you're just getting the flavor out of them. And, and then we could talk about uh, yeah eggs. But that's a whole different thing. And eggs should be soft boiled, not hard boiled anyway. I'm with you. Now, I agree with is, all of them. is gumbo a Mardi Gras food or not?
2: Yes. I have to be. Um, so... Mardi Gras is—you're you're not going to eat meat for 40 days after Mardi Gras. You're in Lent, right? So right. Fat Tuesday was there for people to, to empty all of their food out. We're going we're gonna to eat everything we have instead of throwing it away. And you're not going to eat meat for 40 days after that. Um, hardcore Catholics in in, in Louisiana would, wouldn't would just abstain from meat on Fridays. They do it every day of the week, especially back, you know, 1800s, right. early 1900s. Um, so gumbo, and it, we're in the cold months here too, so gumbo would definitely be something that they would make. It's easy to transport. You can you have it in a bowl. You can stand up. You can watch things. Absolutely.
0: Tim? Yes? It's, yep. it's
2: my favorite comfort food. Now, fried chicken is mm-hmm. the Mardi Gras food though, and fried chicken makes a delicious gumbo. Okay. You ever put your old fried chicken in gumbo?
1: Damn, uh, uh, I'll try it. I, I, I love
2: fried chicken. Who,
0: when are you doing that? Because I'm coming. I'm going to. I'll do you it. I'll tell
2: you what. I'll do it Mardi Gras day. I,
0: I'm going to be out. I'm not coming back in town until that night. You're going to have to save me some.
2: I'll do it. I'll do it. Or the, I'll come the, from the, the airport? week the leading up to Mardi Gras. We'll make a fried chicken gumbo.
0: Okay. I, 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 that, that sounds, sounds fabulous.
2: Mm-hmm. It, now you stew it in there. It's not like you put fried chicken on top. Yeah,
0: but that, oh. but you're
2: cook, you're cook,
1: that makes sense. Oh, yeah.
0: I bet that's good.
1: My yeah. brother-in-law, when he makes his chicken and sausage gumbo, he'll brown the, the chicken thighs. The only thing he uses in it and almost takes it to a crispy state and then cooks it in the gumbo for, for a long period of time to get it for its feather-shred tender.
2: If you walk up and down the streets of New Orleans or Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. I want you to look and see what people are eating. Fried chicken, it's fried chicken, it's Popeyes. Is it Popeye? Popeyes? That's was gonna
0: ask It's gotta be Popeyes. Popeyes. I hope it's Popeyes yeah. fried chicken.
2: And they're gonna eat seafood for forty days. Not now, but um, you know, people aren't eating shrimp. Back in the day, shrimp po'boys on on Mardi Gras Day. They're gonna have shrimp po'boys the next day.
0: The before we before we wrap up, we talked uh, gumbo and. You're saying yes to tomatoes in seafood gumbo, Kelly. I am. I'm pointing to Kelly, but you can't see it, so I'm telling you. And it's Tim, very you pointing at me. You're saying, <laughs> I'm no, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> and, Tim, you say yes to tomatoes in gumbo. Uh,
1: most definitely. I, it's not a dominant ingredient, but in nine gallons of gumbo that I make, I'll put two cups of tomato paste and four cups of t- uh, tomato fillets. So that's Creole.
2: Yeah. So mm-hmm. the difference between Creole and Cajun, easy way to, to pick it apart is, Creoles had access to tomatoes. Creoles lived in the city of New Orleans right. or around it. Cajuns lived a little further um, north and west, and they didn't have tomatoes. Why so didn't they have tomatoes? Well, no wonder my brother hates didn't my grandmother. <laughs> they they just didn't have access to them um, huh. indigenously up there. You so. only
1: cook what you have. And that's why my brother-in-law's gumbo doesn't have the Trinity in it. They didn't. They grew up home with a humble beginning, and they didn't have it,
2: and they cooked what they had. But yeah, addition of tomatoes is is an easy way to tell the difference. People lump Cajun Creole together all the time, and, and I'm kind of a nerd about it, and they are not the same thing.
0: I agree that they're not the same thing, but the tomato thing is an interesting distinction to me. I remember the first time I had jambalaya in New Orleans, and I thought, this is I don't like it. I don't want my. To- I don't want tomatoes in my jambalaya.
2: I put. I put them in my. I
0: know you do, and and I'm sure your t- your jambalaya is good, but I, I like it brown. I just like the brown jambalaya instead. Nothing Tim. wrong with that. Look, I'm cutting my eyes over at you, Tim. What do you do? with um, your jambalaya? I do put
1: tomatoes in my in my
2: jambalaya as well, okay. but not very many.
0: Y'all are y'all are some tomato loving people. I love <laughs> tomatoes too, but y'all are y'all are overusing those tomatoes. Uh, you know,
2: one of the hardest things. So when when we opened Second Line, I really wanted to have this restaurant that was insanely authentic that's what I was really going after with it and one of the biggest things that I had to figure out is do I put tomatoes on a po' boy out of season and I, I arrived at the answer of yes because in in my world tomatoes belong on a po'boy regardless of the season
0: and you did have a big deal I know about uh, at Iris, I lost sleep you wouldn't over it. do well, <laughs> I didn't know you lost sleep over that but and, and you're caught up now and that's all yeah, good yeah. but the um I know you take Used to take my favorite dish off the menu only during tomato season. That's right. Only during tomato season could I get that, uh, that harissa cafe. Jack. What then? was your favorite? Uh, he had at the old hours menu. It was this uh, amberjack with this cafe uh, harissa. So it was mm-hmm. cafe ole harissa. We served or it or in the coffee like a coffee press. Little coffee press with some cream and poured over the top. But it had mm, Gulf shrimp and heirloom tomatoes. One of one of the best dishes. Ever in the history of this town. Oh yeah, I was so good. It was delicious. Uh, thank you. And and someday it'll it'll have to just maybe come back as a guest appearance somewhere. Yep. I yep. I think it should. Uh, okay, what are you you doing? You doing anything special at Shells for Mardi Gras? I'm gonna.
1: Um, we're actually we're when we first opened up Shells, we took about 15 things off the menu, and we're gonna add several more things. Actually, we're putting a grouper po' boy. I'm sorry, grouper sandwich on the menu this next week uh and cut three other dishes as well but i'm not sure which three we're still working on it but we'll have it ready by monday for those to come out
0: Well, now did we're gonna uh, have, kelly you're gonna do fried shrimp i mean you're gonna do fried chicken gumbo, chicken gumbo starting yummy on <laughs> you're gonna start a week we'll start so on the tuesday
2: so. before mardi gras we'll run it the whole week
0: you're starting tomorrow then
2: is that tomorrow already I thought it was March. 3. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. Tomorrow. It is tomorrow. It's tomorrow, it's tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. It start tomorrow. Yeah, I
0: know. It's just yeah. so hard to it's keep hard. up with all these dates. <laughs> it I is. want to say one quick thing about grouper. When I was in, I was in South Florida last month. I had one of the best grouper things I've ever put in my mouth. There were these little. Uh, they were fried. They called them just you know grouper uh, like, bites or something. Just pieces of grouper fried. They were in uh, panko or something very crisp and served with a mango slaw. And uh, a yuzu, uh, kind of a mm. butter sauce underneath it. I've got some pictures I'll show you all on my camera. And then I love yuzu. Oh, I do too. You're
1: going to have to try my grouper sandwich then because it's got a jalapeno coleslaw and uh, a really tart uh, tartar sauce on it. It's excellent with red you, you, onion.
0: You don't have to sell me on a grouper sandwich. I'll be there for that. <laughs> Thank you both for coming. Happy Mardi Gras Happy to Mardi you. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. I am ready to try that uh, that fried chicken gumbo and ready forward the grouper sandwich thanks yeah, for you can make it in. a
2: progressive lunch
0: i can you're very close to each other yeah. we, or might mm. ha, might true. be Down the street may have to just hang out for the afternoon have lunch one place and, there and go. dinner the other the destination delicious podcast is powered by the oam network you can subscribe to this podcast and others from the daily memphian wherever you get your podcasts including itunes spotify and stitcher you can subscribe to The Daily Memphian for only $7 a month at dailymemphian.com and find us on social media at dailymemphian. In depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. Thedailymemphian.com Truth in Place.